Hey everybody, hi, how are you? What's going on? How you been? Happy New Year, it's 2024. What do you think the 20s will bring for us? Do you think the 20s will be a newfound era of magic and wonder and fundament? Or do you think it'll be the same thing that it was last year? Just with a different number at the end. Let me know, comments below. I would love to know. Aha, ho ho. How you guys been? What's up? Happy New Year. This video is being recorded in 2023, so I don't know if anything big has happened. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the Japan colliding into South Korea hasn't happened yet in my timeline, so, you know. Also, we haven't uh, seen that Trump has dropped out of the election just to come back as Mecha Trump. Um, very much a Mecha Godzilla situation, just with racism instead of giant kaiju. How are you guys? What's going on? I I I, uh, I hope the new year so far has been good to you. I probably edited this as I got off of a plane, so it could come out for everybody on a for Saturday. I don't know why I couldn't think of the day these episodes come out. Some things I got to talk about. Thank you for joining. Some things I got to talk about real quick, though. Let me check my notes. First off, I'd like to start out with something that I saw on Twitter the other day that I thought was pretty interesting about Chris Avalone pitching uh, not only a Fallout spinoff, but an Elder Scrolls spinoff. Uh, level 80 on Twitter says, according to Chris Avalone, Bethesda had multiple proposals to develop spinoffs of Fallout and Elder Scrolls, of which were turned down by Bethesda. Chris Avalone responded to this and said this is true one of elder scrolls propo proposals which i pitched was intended to serve as the same function that fall at new vegas did between three and four to provide some more adventures in a in the setting during the years before the next bethesda release he went on to say I thought it couldn't hurt to try and push a similar system to what Treyarch slash Activision has been doing with Call of Duty at the time, but hopefully less rushed. Bethesda could do a core release, and then we'd release an Elder Scrolls title in the same divergent timeline slash era before the next, before the next big Bethesda push. Probably less relevant now that Elder Scrolls Online is going, but at the time it seemed to be something that could benefit both studios not surprising it didn't gain much traction i never got the impression that bethesda was happy with new vegas's reception both good and bad so we could have had another game in between skyrim and whatever the next game is going to be uh, i don't remember if there's a name leaked or not for the next elder scrolls for elder scrolls 6 but there could have been another game and we wouldn't have been getting skyrim twice a year since 2011 and it's neat to think about what that it could actually be, what that could actually mean. Could we have seen another part of Tamriel we've never seen before? Uh, could we have seen, like... Jeez, I'm so out of touch with... with uh, I'm so out of touch with what Skyrim lore is, or Elder Scrolls lore is. Where are the Red Guards from? Could we have seen that area? Could we have seen where the Argonians are from? Could we have seen the area that Arena takes place in? Or could we have seen Morrowind again in just a, a, a more of an updated sense? Who knows? That, that that era is gone. We're not going to be seeing it, but it's just something that I thought was cool and I wanted to talk to you guys about. And as I say this out loud, I realize that a lot of these talking points are going to be probably about three weeks old because I'm recording this three weeks in advance. But hey, what are we to do? Next, before I get into this week's lore and some other talking points, I'd like to talk about something that's kind of on the sadder side. And it, I'm sorry that I have to 
talk about this it's so early into the episode, but that I have to talk about it really at all, to be honest. It has come out that Matthew Perry, the voice of Benny, has died uh, because of complications due to ketamine. And I said from the beginning I believed it was drug-related, and it sucks that you watch this man who was just... His entire life, Kyle was telling me there was a thing that if you watch, if you watch Friends, which I, I have never have, but if you watch Friends and you go back and you see where he is health-wise, like just physically where he is, uh, he could tell what drugs he was on, if he was drinking or doing pills or if he was doing this or doing that. And he cleaned up and, you know, he gave us Benny. He gave us a role that a bunch of people to this day adore. I love Benny. He's one of my favorite characters in New Vegas. And just to know that he went out on drugs and he was in his jacuzzi, I don't know anything about ketamine other than it's like horse tranquilizer. So I can only assume that he went uh, into some sort of, not a coma, but a very calm state. He was in his jacuzzi and he he drowned. I'm not a coroner, I'm not a doctor. I'm a guy with a podcast who talks about Fallout a little too much on the first date. It's just sad to think that someone who... Because ketamine is prescribed for therapy. There's such a thing as ketamine therapy. And it just made me think, maybe he was doing it medicinally. Maybe he was doing it like he was on the up and up with it. And then just to see that... Who knows? Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just railing ketamine. And it just it took him. Yeah. Just sucks. It sucks to see him go. Rest in peace to Matthew Perry. And speaking of resting in peace, there's... One that really, really hurt me that I read on... Uh, I actually saw it on my buddy Slim's uh, Instagram story. Um, Mitten Squad. I know you guys know who Mitten Squad is. Has passed away at the age of 27. Um, very, very sad. He's a very young guy. I'm not going to sit here and... Try to make up a, a, a timeline or an outline or, 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 or a possibility of why he, 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 he's gone now. He's another Fallout creator. I spent a lot of my time watching a lot of his videos. Uh, Deadly Lampshade on Twitter, when I tweeted something out about him, even said that he believes, that Lamp believes that Mitten Squad is responsible for the Can You Beat X doing Y challenge that's huge on YouTube. Can you, I know one of them was like, Can you beat Skyrim with your feet? Um... He was a he was a guy who made content that inspired a lot of people. He was a guy that made content that meant a lot to a lot of people. He made great stuff. He made passionate, passionate stuff. He made stuff that meant a lot to a lot of people. And it's just so sad to see a guy who's my age, who's 27, who has passed. I don't I don't know if there's a fund or anything. Um, I feel bad for his parents. I feel bad for his friends, his potential partners. Just my heart goes out to them. And I, and I, and I hate when people say, oh, thoughts and prayers, because of course thoughts and prayers, and what does that really do? But it's just, I like to get a moment of silence for Mitten Squad, a, a fellow Fallout YouTuber, a fellow Fallout fan, a gamer, a human, a man who, a man who spent his time a, the same way we spend a lot of our time, but he just had... Hundreds of thousands, if not millions. I honestly don't know what his sub count was. Amount of people that watched him. Rest in peace to you, Mint Squad. So I'd like to make my way on into this week's lore, but before I can talk about the lore, 
Really quickly, I have to talk about the Patreon. Because of the fine folks I'm about to start naming off, the show continues to grow, get bigger, get better, get harder, faster, stronger. Because of these guys, I can do more fun stuff. My One of my goals, I have, I have a couple goals for 2024 in terms of the show. I'm at a little over 600 subs. One of the big ones is to get to 700. I'd really like to double my numbers and get to 1,200. Um, that's... You know, that's just me putting stuff out there. I'd really like to hit seven. Anything above seven is great. I'd love to have uh, at least four guests, and I have three or four of them in mind. I have three or four of them in mind, and I'm thinking I could do one every few months. Uh, I'd like to have at least four. I don't think I did a single one in like a year, maybe. No, it's been a year. Actually, like as of this episode coming out, it's been about a year since I had a guest on. The guest that I had on last was Fallout Roundtable. So the people that are on stream now, the people that I'm about to thank, these are people that are supporting the show and see potential in the show and see the possibility of it growing, and I have to thank them. So starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. If you like the show, consider checking out the Patreon or just show the show to somebody. Just leave a like, leave a comment. That little bit of interaction helps me with the algorithm a ton. Uh, and it really, really kicks in after the first thousand subs. So, you know, that's kind of the goal of every YouTuber, every person making content. So if you can uh, just check it out, you don't even have to give any money. If you'd like to, the $1 tier, there's a $10 tier where you can watch these episodes get recorded live. But again, none of that is mandatory. It's all just super, super appreciated if you check it out. Thank you. So this week's lore, I will not lie to you, I got as an idea because this is something that I had to record quick. I had the idea because I was just messing around in New Vegas trying to get footage for about two episodes ago if this comes out the way i think it's going to come out for about two episodes ago i was trying to get some footage and the footage that i got led me to something that i haven't seen in new vegas since about my first playthrough and something that i kind of forgot was there but a but but something that stood with me even if it was subconsciously in it and normally i do go to the patreon and i ask a weekly question like i normally say but this week with everything going on and Life's been <laughs> lately, especially this week. I just wanted to get, I wanted to talk about this. I thought it was fun. It has one of the best, and I shit you not, one of the best lines of dialogue ever written in New Vegas. It makes me laugh out loud every single time I hear it. So if you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, consider checking out the Ghoulman Entertainment Patreon. Because once a week, usually, depending on circumstance, I ask a question. It's a poll. And you, even at the $1 tier from the $1 to the $10 tier, you have your voice heard when this question is asked so you can hear whatever lore you'd like to hear so usually by way of patreon this lore comes out but this week i chose it and i'm doing it on sammy and pauline wins from fallout new vegas sammy and pauline wins pauline very much comes off as the mastermind uh the person in charge who has the reins of of the vehicle uh that's who they come off as it, after I read everything, it very much seems that Sammy's just kind of there because he cares about Pauline. Um, she doesn't seem very stable, though. They're a pair of up-and-coming criminals living in their hideout between Westside and the H&H &H Tool Factory. Both part of the hidden quest, a pair of dead desperados. Part one of it being that if you investigate the weapons display, 
in the Vicky and Vance Casino, you'll see that it's empty. So in Prim, when you get to Prim, there is the Vicky and Vance Casino. You can see that uh, there's a bunch of people hole up in there. Deputy Beagle is in a completely other other part of Prim, tied up, and you have to go through. If you speak to Prim Slim, he'll tell you that the place had recently been ransacked. And after inspecting it, seeing that Vance of Vicky and Vance, very much based off of Bonnie and Clyde, his 9mm submachine gun is missing, you can bring that up to Prim Slim. And if you pass a 50 science check, you'll be given access to his corrupt memory, which will then give you a complete transcript of what had happened and who stole Vance's nine millimeter submachine gun. It's a couple who did it. Enter Sammy and Pauline Wins, the couple that robbed the Vicky and Vance casino for the nine millimeter submachine gun, Vance's nine millimeter submachine gun. Pauline hacked into Prim Slim while Sammy went and made a distraction, hacked in to make sure that he was messed with enough so he can go and loot the place, so, so Sammy could go and loot the place. Their plan, now that they have Vance's 9mm submachine gun, is to go to the strip and rob the strip blind. They've never been to the strip, and their, their entire plan uh, is poorly thought out to the point that it's, it's an idea. There is no, okay, you take that and we, you go you go this way and I'll go that way. It is very much, they just, it's, it's essentially sitting down as like a six-year-old and being like, yo, what if like the Iron Giant fought Optimus Prime? Op Iron Giant wins, Optimus Prime comes close. It's like, yeah, definitely, that's what would happen. Like, that's what this is. And I love it. Pauline is such a delusional person and she's taken on this persona of a bank robber, of a casino, not a bank robber, a casino heist person, a casino robber, a casino thief, that she's kind of enveloped herself into the mythos of who Vicky and Vance were. So she refers to Sammy often as Vance. When you first meet them, uh, one of the dialogue options they have is uh, she'll say, you'd better not try any funny business, stranger. One word from one word from me and Vance will put you in the ground. Uh, Vance is not her husband or partner. It is Sammy. Now, because they have no clue what they're doing, if you have a 50 speech, you can, you can just talk them out of this in the best way possible. The courier will say, that's the greatest plan I've ever heard in my entire life. And Pauline will go, really, you think so? We've only got the one gun and there's two of us and we've never done anything like this before. We've never been on the strip either so we don't know how many guards the casinos have. And I keep having nightmares. What are we thinking? What are we getting, our we're gonna get ourselves killed. Look, tell Sammy to give you the gun, all right? Just take it. I don't want it around. Tempting us to do something stupid. Now that's a direct quote, and I get all of my quotes, my lore, off of the Fallout wiki at fallout.fandom.com, the Wikipedia, if you will. After you convince Pauline, you could even talk to her later and say, thank God you talked me out of trying to rob the strip. I guess we'll wait here until I come up with our next caper. You can get Vance's 9mm submachine gun out of this. I remember finding them back in the day and getting it, and remember seeing... I want to say it was Josh Sawyer or was another developer on G4 talking about New Vegas saying that there was like a grease gun and finding that and going, oh, cool, this was on G4. This is the gun they talked about. Um, I don't remember. I probably talked them out of it because I always play charisma characters, especially back in the day. I uh, probably talked them out of it and then killed them because Fallout was a game that I couldn't believe that everybody had names and dialogue trees and like things to do, but I could still kill them.
Now, if you go talk to Sammy, Sammy's dialogue is pure gold. I'm actually going to play it. Um, I'm going to play it in just a second. But he, he, he goes, Thanks for talking us out of our evil ways. I'm starting on that novel soon. Pauline is so happy. You're a nice person. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> it's just, just, hooray! Just, the hooray killed me. The hooray absolutely got me. I was just, like, in stitches writing this lore when I went to the Fallout wiki, and I just saw, hooray! Like, I, I'm thinking about making, hooray, my, my text tone for when I get, my ringtone for when I get a text message. Just, just a fun little bit of wasteland something. Just the wasteland existing and these two people that wanted to hit the strip. If the game had more time to develop, I would not be surprised. You can talk them into going and following them to the strip and watching them get gunned down like as soon as they bust through the gate. Like not even getting anywhere near near Gamora, not getting anywhere to the second rung where, where Tops and uh, the, the uh, Ultralux. I always want to say the White Glove Society where the Ultralux is. That's Sammy and Pauline wins, and that is this week's lore. Now, this story that I bring for you for our third segment is probably a little bit of old hat at this point. But it's something that meant a lot to me. Something that meant a lot to me, actually, that I was, I was actually really waiting for. Uh, this came to me by way of Kyle. This is from Naughty Dog Directly. An update on The Last of Us Online. If you don't mind, I'm going to read this directly from my phone. This is from Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog Direct and doesn't have a writer. So I'm assuming it's just on behalf of the entire company. We realize many of you have been anticipating news around the project that we've been calling The Last of Us Online. There's no easy way to say this. We've made the incredibly difficult decision to stop development on that game. We know this news will be tough for many, especially our dedicated Last of Us Factions community who have been following our multiplayer... Who have been following our multiplayer ambitions ardent. We were equally crushed at the studio as we were looking forward to putting it in our hands. We wanted to share with you some background of how we came to this decision. The multiplayer team has been in pre-production with this game since we were working on The Last of Us Part 2. Crafting the wow. Crafting the experience we felt was unique and had tremendous potential. As the multiplayer team integrated on their concept for the last of us online during this time their vision crystallized the gameplay got more refined and satisfying and we were enthusiastic about the decision in which we in the direction in which we were headed in ramping up full production the massive scope of our ambition became clear to release and support the last of us online we'd have to put all of our studio studios resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come severely impacting development of future single-player games so we had two paths in front of us become solely a live service game studio or continue to focus on single-player narrative games that have defined naughty dog's heritage there's more to that i'm just reading the beginning of it it's sad um i have no reason to buy a playstation 5 now that i assumed was going to be coming out next year I assumed it was going to be coming out around the time of The Last of Us Season 2. I'm I'm not... I have no reason to buy. I will buy a PlayStation when Last of Us Part 3 comes out, and that's probably the end of the console's life cycle, to be completely honest. It's nice to know that they're going to be putting a ton of resources toward, that they use for online towards 
part three, I just, you know, I wish they would have put Last of Us Factions on the the PS5 remake remaster because if there's people still playing it, at least let them play it with better graphics and maybe better controls. They don't have to update anything. They can do honestly like, hey, we canceled the other game. Here's some hats or something. Like just little stuff. Last, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Last of Us Factions is one of the best, the best multiplayer experiences I have ever had. I think it trumps Halo. I think it trumps any Call of Duty. It's it, it's it rivals Minecraft. It rivals Minecraft for me of just hanging out with my buddies, playing something. It's tactical. It's special, man. Factions is special. And just it sucks that it's it's not it's not gonna be here. We're not gonna get factions plus or Tlu online or what have you. I didn't see what Tlu Strat had to say. He was a dude I followed for a while who was pretty much like one of the few guys still not one of the few guys still playing, but he was still playing and was making content about it. I don't know what he had to say about it. I really like that dude. I like his stuff at least. It's a shame, and I don't plan on. I'm getting. This has already come out after Christmas. I'm getting my brother Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation for Christmas, so I'm going to play that with him. Another game that I don't have to play then. Uh, I watched him play God of War Ragnarok, and I don't like the way the game ends so much. And even, uh, I forget which one of the developers, I think it's like the lead guy, came out and was like, I don't really know which way we went with this. I don't feel like people appreciate the way Kratos... I'm not going to spoil too much, but like... He, they're probably going to change it for the next one. And I agree. Um, I'm not huge on the ending. I think, it, I think it should have or could have gone a different way. That's just my opinion, though. I don't play... I don't make video games. I just play them. So, you know, I can't really speak on the development side of things. I don't know. I just was really looking forward to uh, Last of Us online. I'm looking forward to Last of Us 3. And if I ever do get a PS5, I get like a cheap deal or something. I'm going to wind up buying the last of us part two remake remaster because it has uh it has a really cool game mode that's a roguelite and i'm not even a roguelike kind of person but that combat is so good and if i can explore things and see all like the cut content and whatever that's one of my favorite games ever thanks for joining me this week on this shorter episode that i recorded last minute if you like the intro music it's by the one and only shane ivers it's called feather duster and you can get feather duster along with all of his free music at silvermansounds.com slash free music in the description is links to the patreon please check out the patreon if you like the show or even just leave a comment show the pass the show around post us on on twitter or reddit or something just to get the algorithm in our favor there's links to my my Twitter, the show's Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, link to the Redbubble if you'd like to buy a design. There's a bunch of other stuff down there like my Twitch. Check it all out. Come hang out. Come join me in the Discord. There's a link for that as well. I love you guys. I hope the year has been good to you so far. The new year has been good to you so far. I love you guys very, very much, and I'll be seeing you next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Goldman Entertainment.